Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm thrilled today to welcome Heather to the podcast. Welcome, Heather. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm happy to have you. What is your question for me today? Okay, so the question that I had is in a religion where eternal families are everything, you know, this, Mm -hmm. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. Um, In our religion where eternal families are everything, what if I don't want a relationship with a sibling? Do I have to force that relationship just because we're blood? Mm, Good one. Okay. You willing to share more about the history of this relationship? Yeah. Yeah. So I am the youngest of nine. Mm -hmm. Um, There's 15 years between me and my oldest sibling. Um, And been a member of the church our whole life. Um, I have a lot of siblings and it's just hard to have a relationship with that many um, Mm -hmm. when we're all spread across the country and we're just different people, you know? And so it makes sense that some of us get along better than others. And, you know, some of us are closer to others and But my family seems to have this overwhelming feeling of expectation that we get along and we, I don't know, it just feels very forced Mm. instead of this enjoyment um, anytime we're together or we do a monthly family home evening Zoom call and Mm -hmm. that just feels very forced and, Mm -hmm. but in the last couple of years, um, all my siblings are brothers except one sister. Okay. And I have two particular brothers who this last couple of years, I found out some things that mm-hmm. pertain directly to me, actions that they had done in my childhood. And mm-hmm. since then, I've tried working with my own therapist on how to move past and forgive mm-hmm. and all of this. I feel like I'm in a good place, but mm-hmm. I'm in a place where I just don't want my kids really around them. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, just trust is lost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry that they did something to you that was hurtful and that broke your trust. So I, I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, I also think you have every right to decide who you want in your life. And this is not about forgiveness. You can fully forgive someone and choose not to have a relationship with them because you don't trust them and you're afraid they're going to harm you or someone you love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you get to choose that. And I do, I worked with my therapist on how to set boundaries and um, trying to stick with those boundaries and, and realizing that setting boundaries is not me not loving them or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's really hard to not feel guilted and to stick to those boundaries when 
everything gets forced. This feeling of we're an eternal family, we're with each other forever, kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay, so are you are you married? Or I single? am. Yeah, okay. I have. I've been married ten years, and I've got two little kids. Awesome. So according to Latter-day Saint theology, you're not going to be with your family. You're going to be with your husband. You're not going to be living in a house with your siblings. Even if thank your goodness. parents, <laughs> even if your parents have a dream about that. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. And yeah. your parents dream of having everybody happy and all together was broken by your brothers, not you. You're just acknowledging that. That's something that I struggle with is taking on. I'm very sensitive. I'm very empathetic. Mm-hmm. Grew up being told that I was too sensitive as, as if it was bad. And so mm-hmm. I, I worry about, I know I shouldn't, but I worry about mm-hmm. how it'll affect the overall family. Mm-hmm. If I let my brother's, take the consequences of their actions. You know, Mm -hmm. if I, um, step back, I think where a lot of my guilt stems from Mm -hmm. is my parents, Mm -hmm. they, um, inadvertently, um, my dad has this family motto that he has preached since I was born. Uh, they say no empty chairs in the family circle. Mm. And anytime we're all together, he says that at least 10 times. And if maybe eight years ago, he started saying, please, no empty chairs in the family mm-hmm. circle to the point where like our reunion shirts that we would get, like there's 50 of us, the reunion shirts, we'd all get that match, have that phrase on them. It's like our family motto. And it's just really hard to want to do that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. aside from even just wanting to do that, it's hard to understand how that's possible with how the church teaches the different levels of the heaven and different kingdoms, things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's all just become really hard to get mm-hmm. behind. And I feel like I just smile along and fake it that I agree. And it kills me inside. <laughs> Does your family know about what happened to you as a child? Yes. Um, 2019 is when I finally got up the courage to talk to my parents about it. I, I'm very much um, to a point where I can talk about it and I'm feeling like the trauma of it. I've been able to work through yeah. Uh, so I, I believe in being transparent where possible to, because you never know who you're going to help, um, if you are able to open up. So I've gone to each of my siblings and told them what has happened and, uh, what I've done to move past and things like that, because I wanted them to know who I was, what I was going through mm. at the time. That was like the big thing happening in my life. And it mm-hmm. was my way to try and get them to like, Hey, not surface level. Hey, how are you doing? How's the kids? But like, this is actually what's going on in my life. Yeah. So yeah. I Wonderful. have been able to talk to all of them through it. And my parents do know. Okay. Okay. So do you play into your parents' fantasy of everything's okay? Yeah. Honest. I probably shouldn't, but it's just easier when 
my mom is very sensitive as well. And, and us kids are her accomplishments, like okay. looking at us and how we're doing and our standing in the church and everything and how we're getting along with each other. Yeah. She reflects back on her. Okay. So whose problem is that? It's hers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my guess is you have spent some time in your life feeling responsible to make sure your mom yeah. feels okay. Yes. Yeah. Cause I love her and I, I want mm-hmm. her to know that I am okay now and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to stir things up, especially mm-hmm. being the baby of the family. Yeah. If I go in there and say, Hey, I'm going to set these boundaries with this sibling. That's going to throw this big black sheep wrench into things. And mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So who threw that wrench into things? You know, it's funny. My first thought is, well, me, because I'm doing it, but <laughs> I can tell, I right. can tell, no, it was mm-hmm. the siblings that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This is, you're taking responsibility for several aspects of your family life that are not your responsibility. I think I'd rather, the problem is I'd rather take that responsibility to avoid conflict and to avoid hurt feelings for someone else to be in mm-hmm. pain. Okay. That I subconsciously just take that on. So why are you on the podcast? Validation maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Remind I There's a part of I you re- that knows that what you're doing is not healthy. That's my guess. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know how to navigate our family functions if I get brave enough to do the things I know I need to be doing. Yeah. And especially like everyone in my family is active. I'm going through a faith transition. That alone is scaring me that I'll be treated much differently. And am I brave enough to handle that? Yeah. If I cut anyone off or if I choose to let go and and not feel guilty about that, um, how does that fit into everything that is preached to me every Sunday? And Mm -hmm. yeah, again, how does it fit in that you were harmed by your brothers? Like, where's that in the, like, that's not okay in the gospel teachings, right? You don't hurt children or a millstone will be (laughs) around your neck. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So you are so um, loving and sensitive that you're taking on responsibility for things that aren't yours. And the part that is yours is how you navigate this. And I hear you that you're really scared. Mm -hmm. You're scared for you. You're scared for your parents. How are you going to be treated? Yeah. Yeah. And that's within your responsibility, right? How you respond, what's okay with you and what's not. Mm -hmm. You are so... Very brave, Heather. You are so (laughs) brave 
for so many reasons for coming out about what your brothers did to you. Can I call it abuse? Is that what it was? Okay. Mm -hmm. So for recognizing and speaking about it and talking to your whole family about it, that's brave. To go through a faith transition and be questioning the when your family is all about conformity and pretending everything's fine, mm-hmm. you're saying it's not fine. For even thinking about setting boundaries that will impact your family motto of no empty chairs, that's brave. So you are brave to even be considering this. I want, I want you to think about who is your family now? Like your family is not your parents and your siblings. Yeah. They're not your main family. What's your family motto? I just listened last night to your latest podcast episode Mm -hmm. where she said each kid gets what they need. Mm. And I really like that. I really want to implement that um, because I feel like that's very Mm all-encompassing for all aspects of life, not just religion and and if I want that for my children, I should want that for myself too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So each individual in the family gets what they need. Mm-hmm. So that is your family motto. You don't have to own your parents' motto. It, that's not your primary family anymore. So could I talk to my parents or any of my siblings that want to talk about that? Could I explain that to them when... That's like my dad's identity is this, he, he's a convert mm-hmm. um, when he met my mom and he is so devoted. They're on a mission right now. Mm-hmm. And I already have a hard time talking to him because by the time I came around number nine, you know, mm-hmm. he was well into his career and tired and <laughs> all this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I don't know how to talk to my parents or my family about me feeling like this without totally alienating, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I guess my question is, do you need to talk to them about it? Part of me feels like I do because I want them to know who I am. Okay. And every time we get together, every time we have a family home evening, Zoom call, every reunion, I feel like I just put on this face And I put on this front of who Heather is supposed to be, who I was Mm. raised to be, Mm -hmm. inform into what other people are doing, um, have the same ideas with, for example, um, with the pandemic, a lot of us siblings have different ideas of how to handle it. And that has Mm. caused a lot of issues and Mm -hmm. judgment and pride and so part of me is just, it's easier to just put on this face and be the Heather that they remember as a little kid and Mm -hmm. don't stir the waters, don't cause waves. But at the same time, that makes me feel dead inside to not be myself. Right. Right. I know that I know that I should be myself. And if they don't love me for who I am, then it's painful, but that's on them. I know that in my head, but your heart, I mean, you want your family's approval. You know, there's a third option. You kind of gave, like, I stay who they want me to be, or I talk to them and explain, like, who I am now and what's going on. Mm -hmm. The third option is just for you to be you. 
without a big conversation, but for you to be like, oh, I'm not joining the family call today. Or, oh, I really don't. Yeah, I don't really agree with that. Like for you just to step into who you are Mm -hmm. in a more powerful way in their presence. I like that because that doesn't feel confrontational or anything. It's just literally, this is me. And Mm -hmm. I'm open to them wanting to discuss if they want to. But I think that's a good first step of getting in that mind frame to be able to move forward. Yeah. It's hard. I'm used to giving explanations and not um, mm-hmm. no as a full sentence. I need right, to remember right. that. But yeah, I I got that sense when you said, you know, should I have a conversation and describe to them because I want to be known? And my gut feeling was, oh, that's not going to go well because they're not they're not going to be able to see your point of view if they're that stuck on conformity. Mm-hmm. So I think you stepping into who you are and what you believe and what you think and what your questions are is probably the most powerful way to do this. Okay. Yeah, I agree. You just don't hold back, you know? You do not have to conform to who they think you should be. You're how old? I'm 30. You're 30. Like you're Mm -hmm. well into adulthood. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm 30, but some of my siblings still look at me as a young, naive 20-year-old, 18-year-old. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But there's also a part of you that's been acting that way. Yeah. By conforming, right? So you're going to show them, I'm actually a grown-up. I'm living my own life. I'm doing what I want to do. I have mm-hmm. my own family. So you're going to show them by how you carry yourself, how you talk with them, if if you choose to talk with them, mm-hmm. you're going to be that person. And they won't be able to force you back into that little sister role. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. That's a mindset that I need to practice and, and strengthen. And from there, I really feel like I can start enjoying those family functions again because mm-hmm. I'll feel like I'm being true to myself and, and then remembering that boundaries are okay. If at these family functions, I don't have to go and give hugs to everyone and I don't you have don't. to. And that's not necessarily going against what the Lord preaches, what the church preaches about eternal families, because I feel like I'm good with my family, my husband, my mm-hmm. kids, I'm good with them. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones I need to be worrying about and being present with, I feel like. Right. Right. Sometimes Beautiful. it just really helps talking it through. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a really great job kind of going through that. And I know I was a little bit hard on you in the middle of our conversation where I'm like, so That's why good, are though. you on the podcast? Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, but I don't want to change. I'm like, you want to change because you wouldn't be here unless you wanted something to change, right? Yes. <laughs> so yes. I no, I needed that. that was too too harsh. <laughs> no, I needed that. And I feel like I'm probably not the only one that needs <laughs> that bluntness sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Good, good work. Good work today, Heather. So what what are you going to take with you from our conversation? I'm going to remember to trust myself, really, to mm. trust who I am as an adult woman now. And allow 
my family to see me that way and then let go of what they might say or think or what they want me to be. Mm-hmm. If I'm ever going to enjoy those family functions, I need to just be myself. And then I'm going to remember that my eternal family is my husband and kids mm-hmm. with extended family being just that extended family. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have faith that things work out that I can't mm-hmm. figure out right here on earth. Things work out after death and I'm going to try and not feel guilty when I hear, and I'm going to try not to roll my eyes when I hear my <laughs> dad say no empty chairs. <laughs> so what I want you to maybe consider is saying that's his motto. My motto is everyone gets what they need. Like let him have it. He can have his motto. That's great. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But you have your own family motto, right? So you don't have to yeah. roll your eyes. Because it doesn't impact. It's like, it's not about you. It's, this is his, his dream. I have literally never thought of it that way because it's been pushed on me my whole 30 years that my father is talking about me. My chair will be empty in the family circle if I don't do X, Y, and Z. So I've literally never allowed myself to think of, no, that's, that's someone else's that. Yeah. He's my father, but that's his dream. Right. And I am allowed. That's part of my faith transition is realizing things that I'm allowed to believe differently than what mm-hmm. I was taught growing up, including this. Yes. You get to have your own family motto. He gets to have his. You don't have to poo poo his. You just don't have to buy it. Yeah. That's part of being 30. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> part of being part of being a grown up is disappointing your parents. Yep. <laughs> So I guess so. <laughs> get working on that, okay? Will you, Heather? <laughs> <laughs> I I will. I think that might be healthy for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so glad that this has been helpful, and thank you for being open and sharing your story and your experience. I think a lot of women are going to relate to what you're talking about, and that that tension of how do I be myself and engage in a healthy way with my family of origin, especially when there's so much pressure Mm -hmm. to do the program and fulfill the parents' expectations. Yeah. So much pressure to conform, but this has been so eye-opening and I just really appreciate your help. Oh, thank you. I'm glad it's been helpful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com.
Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.